Panama Baptist Women's Ministries has been in existence since 1911. Women's Ministries was founded and continued to be a support ministry for our mission globally and nationally. The ministry exists to assist women's groups in the denomination to fulfill the Great Commission. Missions is a vehicle by which this can be achieved. Our desire is that people all over the world come to know Jesus as their Savior. We partner with the denomination to assist in particular global and national missions. We believe, as General Baptist do, that we're better together. Well, I'm Vicki Smith, and I'm president of General Baptist Women's Ministries, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of We Can. In the following episodes, you'll be hearing from women all over the denomination as they share ways that they're serving in their local church and community to inspire and empower women to find their full God potential. Well, on this podcast today, I'm excited to share a conversation with Mindy King. Mindy currently serves on our Women's Ministries Board, as well as wearing several other caps. Right now, as I'm looking at her, she has a St. Louis cap on. So that's good. She's a Cardinals fan. Um, So Mindy, welcome to the podcast. I'd like for you to just take a few minutes to just Share with our listeners a little bit about yourself. I am, let's see, I live in a small town in southern Missouri. I am a school teacher. I taught 15 years in first grade, and uh, I'm currently just finished my third year in middle school art, um, which has been a great big transition, but I'm loving it there. Um, I also serve as the associate pastor in my church. Um, its name is Life Church, and I've been doing that now uh, with, I guess, the official title for four or five years now. Well, good. Good deal. And as I shared with the listeners, you do wear a lot of caps. You're a busy lady. I know on various occasions you and I have talked about your calling a little bit. Would you share with the with the listeners how that calling came about and, and what you actually consider your calling to be? Well, um, I have been preaching now for uh, 13 years, almost 13 years. Um, at the beginning, uh, whenever I answered my call to preach, um, I thought that God wanted me to go around and speak to women's groups. Um, because that was really my only exposure to a woman um, preaching God's word. Uh, Almost immediately, um, he showed me that that wasn't quite what he had planned for my path. Um, I became a a youth pastor shortly after. Um, And now looking back, I can see that uh, God's just been trying to teach me how to break down scripture so that anybody can understand it, um, no matter what age or gender. And that's how he's currently been using me. Um, I have been blessed to get to go speak to women sometimes and uh, just women's groups. And I also love to to lead Bible studies um, for women also. But um, yep, I, I just think that it's uh, for everybody. Our, um, Mindy was speaker at our Missouri region event, which is the end of April. 
And um, when I got home, I was I was sharing with Sid. I said, one of the things I've always been impressed with Mindy is the amount of study that she puts into any presentation. And you always bring out things that you don't think about being there. And you can tell that the preparation has been there. And I appreciate that in you. And some of us were saying her her message, I guess, topic, if you want to say that, was about Mary Magdalene. And she just scratched the surface. And when it, time was up and she had to leave, we were saying we wish that we could get the second chapter and the third chapter that you could have continued with it because you did an excellent job. And I, I really admire that into, in you. And, and I know being involved in the church plant that we are, that's so important anymore that people actually understand the scripture. We assume that they do and they don't. And I know working with, with younger women, um, and I, I've been told this, they'll ask me and say, what's the bottom line to all this? You know, we've read this passage, but, but I still don't understand what it's saying to me and what the point of it is. And so I, I, I appreciate that in Mindy's speaking, her teaching, and preaching, if you want to call that. I know when we got ready to do this podcast and I contacted her, she said, you really want to stir the pot with this, aren't you? And I said, well, not necessarily stir the pot, but to cover an actual calling. And we do have women in our denomination who feel that they've been called to be pastors. And so, Mindy, I know you've shared with me over the years someone that really has been a mentor to you. Would you would you mind to share a little bit about her and what an influence she's been on your life? Sure. Um, about two years into preaching, um, I was feeling like crazy alone because it's it's an awkward situation for a female preacher to visit alone with a male preacher and so you have to always be conscious of things like that and so I was just uh not getting the connection um that I had really hoped for and needed and so uh I just kept on hearing through messages that I heard that if if you need a mentor go find one and and there was a lady in our town who I had heard great things about. And um, I just called her and asked her if she wanted to go for a cup of coffee, which was horrifying. Um, but uh, that began um, a, a wonderful friendship. I think um, her name is Maxine Lund. And uh, in January, she will have been preaching 60 years. Oh, my uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, she's uh, she's a general Baptist minister um in my area in the Ozarks in southern Missouri we have um a few ladies who have preached and pastored in the general baptist denomination um but it's kind of uh it hasn't happened in a while and actually um Maxine and I uh she's the youngest uh minister in general baptist um compared to me I suppose around here, and uh, she has just been a godsend. Um, if you talk to her, she she will tell you that I've helped her so much more than she's helped me. Um, we talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, I uh, she thinks 
that I keep her young. Um, <laughs> I push her out of tradition. Um, and uh, she keeps me grounded um, on some of the the young and zealous ideas that I've had over the years. And um, it's it's just been a, a giant blessing to have her as a friend. Yes. Um, one of the things that Women's Ministries uh, promotes, uh, tries to encourage is is mentoring. And I know we've we've talked been talking at my home church about this topic. And then we've also been discussing it at women's ministries that we need to find a Paul and we need to find a Timothy. And so all of us, no matter what age or stage of life that we're in, um, you can be in high school and you can be a Paul to someone. And so as I think about yours and Maxine's relationship, that's that's really what it's been, a Paul and Timothy relationship. But when yes. she, that you've encouraged her and helped her, I think anyone that's been involved in mentoring will say that it's it's a two-way street. Um, you you gain as much as you give. Um, I always said when we were in Honduras on the mission field that I learned far more than I taught and I received far more than I gave. And so when you get involved in ministry, I think that's the way it, it should be, um, that we receive yeah. as well as we give. Well, currently, Mindy, what, what is your title at Life Church? Well, I, I do serve as the associate pastor. Um, so I, my main task is to help shepherd um, our okay. people. So I, uh, I, I try to help my pastor, who's Cody Freeman. Uh-huh. Um, he's a very young person. He's uh, super passionate, and I'm enjoying serving um, beside him. But my job is just try to make his job uh, a little bit easier. And uh-huh. um, I'm, I just feel like I'm a helper. Good, good. We do have other female pastors in the denomination. Uh, Tammy Scheller comes to mind, who has been pastoring pastoring a church, Enon Church um, in Indiana. She served as pastor there for quite some time. Um, You know, we're all called to different things. And we're all gifted in different areas. And I know one of the things that's always been discussed is you need to serve in the area where you feel you're being called, first of all, and then definitely the area where you feel gifted. And so um, we all are created to see that the Great Commission is fulfilled. And so we all do that um, wherever we're planted, wherever we happen to be. I know right now the theme for Summit this year is all in. And that theme talks about the fact that we all should do. Um, what we can do wherever we happen to be and with other people that we are with. And so for you, that calling definitely is to preach, to share the word, and and preaching is a form of teaching, as we know. And so um, that's, that's kind of what we're talking about here. Um, I, I know it's a hot topic, women in ministry. Um, would would you, I think you've shared a little bit some of the challenges that you face, but are there any particular ones other than the ones that you've already shared that, that come to mind that you can think about? This, this has just really been a challenge and maybe it, it continues to be a challenge. 
Um, well, like, like I said, you know, if I could um, speak to younger women who are uh, thinking about answering this call in their life, uh, Maxine, one of my very favorite quotes that she gave me, um, and it's in the front of my Bible, and I look at it a lot. Uh, she told me early on that um, the cost of doing the will of God will be far less than the cost of not doing the will of God. Wow. So <laughs> giant words, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So I I uh, have thought about that a lot. And, um, you know, any minister, uh, anybody who is a, even a pastor's wife, I mean, you're, you're standing beside your husband, you lose a lot of friends in right. this line of work. <laughs> Or ministry per se, and uh, that's probably the hardest thing for me um, is uh, confrontations hard and um, serving with people. People are messy, mm-hmm. and uh, you can pour yourself into people and and love them unconditionally and. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever, uh, it's God's time for them to go, it's God's time for them to go. And, and that's, that's probably my largest struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody supports women preaching. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody supports women pastoring. Mm-hmm. And so that's hard sometimes, uh, to have people choose not to be a part of your church or your ministry because of that. And so that's difficult, but I will say, um, God has put, uh, a group of men, um, around me in our church, um, our elders, and they have been so supportive of, uh, me doing what God, um, what I feel like God has called me to do. And, and, uh, I, I don't know if I could have, could have made it this far or would even want to um, without walking beside those guys. Mm-hmm. And that, that means a lot. Any ministry that you're in, if you have that support. Um, when you talked about Maxine's quote about the cost of not doing God's will, I know when, if, if you, and any of our listeners, I'm sure some of them have experienced this, a calling when you just can't believe that you're receiving this calling. I know when we were called to the mission field, um, I live in the same area as Mindy. And so it was, it was a little bit hard to understand how God would choose a couple school teachers from rural Missouri to go to a third world country and be missionary. And so you, you begin to question the calling, but I think the most miserable feeling there is, is when you're running from a calling because there's literally no place to hide. (laughs) it becomes very miserable so once you accept that calling and say yes and we all know that god god puts the the pieces into place um i'm going to ask you a personal question because i know your husband how does how does tanner handle you being a pastor um tanner has been my number one supporter from day one Um, i knew he probably was but i wanted yeah i um i I came home from a women's conference. Um, that was where I finally surrendered and, and told God, yes. And mm-hmm. um, I can remember laying in bed late at night and telling Tanner and he was quiet for 
you know, just a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, he jumped right in to being so supportive. He's um, he's my biggest cheerleader, but he's also like my biggest critic, you know, you and, uh, <laughs> he he's, uh, sees himself as a coach sometimes. And, uh-huh. um, <laughs> um, but he, uh, God gave me Tanner because it would take a very confident man uh-huh. to, um, be able to support a woman, um, that, is in this calling and and I can see how God has put us together. We're getting ready to celebrate 25 years of marriage and um it's been quite the ride, but um I I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. Well Sid and I are getting ready to celebrate 50 the first nice. July and you know kind of a similar situation. I know when I stepped into this role of women's ministries, I had someone ask me, well what is what, how Sid feel about you being gone so much? And, and I said, well, we've always supported one another in ministry. When we had the discussion, he said, is this, if this is something you feel like God's calling you to do, you must do it. And uh, we laugh. He's, he drives Miss Daisy around quite often. We have an agreement. If it's four hours or more, I ask that he go with me, or he usually says, I will go with you. And uh, it's, he, he, it's the way it should be in any relationship. And when we're talking about Tanner, you know, I know, I know there's many a pastor's wife who on Sunday morning after their husband has presented the sermon, I'm sure they critique it. (laughs) Oh yeah. They give suggestions or say, I can't believe you said that. What were you thinking? Or, or good job. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Anyway, if, if you are involved in missions in ministry as a couple, um, it, it can't work any other way. It's the way it's supposed to work. Absolutely. If, if you could give advice, um, we have we have women out there right now that are struggling with calling, and we have some of them that are struggling with the calling of being a pastor and of speaking. I'll have to share a, a story about our oldest daughter. She um, she has struggled a little bit. I think she's she feels like she's called into ministry, but it's hard to make that make take that step for a lot of reasons. Um, Sometimes financially, it's difficult to take that step. And not too long ago, she called me and she said, Mom, are there any female pastors in the General Baptist denomination? Our kids were raised General Baptists, of course. But I said, well, yes, there are. I said, I know of some. And I, I gave a couple names. And she said, well, I, I feel like I'm being called sometime into the pastorate. But when I told Jason, which is her husband, she said, he looked at me and said, well, you're going to have to get a whole lot nicer. So I think sometimes spouses bring it down to where it is, you know. So, yeah, my. Um, so anyway, if, if you could give advice to maybe, let's just talk about women who are feeling like they're being called into the pastorate. What would be your best advice for them? Um, well, I'm going to use a tiny bit of scripture. Um, yes, please. In, in, in Exodus, in chapter 2. Uh, right at the end, um, Moses, you know, was uh, assigned or destined to be something very great at a young age. But mm-hmm. um, then you follow his story and, and he grows up and and then he he uh, in verse 23, it says in my Bible, I, I use the, the NLT a lot. It says mm-hmm. years passed. 
But in King James Version, I like it better. It says in the process of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first received uh, my calling to preach and I answered that, I wanted everything immediately. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't know why I wasn't being called uh, immediately. I can remember hearing or listening to a really old message of Beth Moore, how she um, made herself flyers and passed it out and was like, you know, uh, building herself up, you know, this uh, very wonderful preacher speaker would love to come, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and that was kind of me at first. I was, I was trying to figure out, I wanted to go and and be this woman evangelist basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, I immediately uh, started working with youth and it, it wasn't what I thought I was supposed to do. Um, but it's patience. Um, I heard another quote from somebody um, that I wrote at the beginning um, of my journal, but it says destiny is not a destination. It's an everyday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Looking back now, 13 years later, I can see how the path that God has led me on has turned me into the speaker that I am today. If I wouldn't have spent so much time trying to simplify scripture to youth, Mm -hmm. um, then I don't know if I would have been more, you know, if I would have been the preacher that I am today, Uh uh, not bragging on it at all, but I, I do try very much, like I said, to break down scripture so that people can understand it. And so I can see how he used that. Um, We live in a society that wants you to, uh, we want right now, we want the immediate, the microwave, the Instapot, uh, the convection oven. I mean, everything is just a drive-through society. And we have to remember, like Moses, um, that there's a process of time sometimes. the it's it's usually not immediate and when you're on the the back end looking backward you can see how god has has done that so my advice to younger women or older women mm-hmm. who have been avoiding this calling for a long time is to just take the first step take mm-hmm. the first yes and then god will open the doors and and that is what Maxine told me really early on when she started preaching, uh, it was 60 years ago. So um, society was very different back then and and very, very much more conservative, Mm -hmm. especially in the area that I live. And uh, she talks about her mentor, um, a lady who had preached um, earlier. She had different women around her, but uh, she had literally had food thrown at her while she oh, was preaching. Oh my goodness. Yes. And so those girls have paved the way in my area. Right. Um, unbelievably, but you wouldn't want to continue, you know, right. if, if you had food thrown at you. So it could be so much worse, but um, I, I just think an everyday yes. And, uh, what has been effective for me is um, God has always opened a door for me to preach in. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm studying his scripture, 
um, he opens my eyes to see um, those messages and, and allows me to to put myself in that scripture. Right. And I guess I can I can relate to that. I know what Sid and I answered the call to the mission field. We were impressed by the fact that we were we had been shaped for several years for that that calling. The fact that we were teachers, the ministry that we'd been involved in, you know, and and you look back and it, it was it would bring tears to my eyes, and, and then it was so awesome to think about the fact that for years, literally years, God was shaping us for this this time, such a time as this, such right? a time as this, and yeah, and I I am a very impatient person. Yeah, if I if if I make my mind up that we're going to do something, by golly, we're going to do it. We're going to get at it immediately, and we're either going to move on or we're forget about it or something. We're not just going to sit here. And so when we actually answered the call to go to the mission field, I mean, I was ready to pack my bags right away. You know, we can, I can leave next week. I'm ready. And there is a process that you have to go through and naturally because of the age that our youngest daughter was, things that, that we had going on. Um, it was a two-year process. We waited literally two years before we actually put our feet on the field. And it was difficult for me, very difficult. But as I look back over it, I thought it was the best thing. It's all part of God's plan and plan is perfect. And so it, it all, it was, it was still part of that shaping process. So um, I did a podcast a few weeks ago with Carol Lawrence and the topic of that was leading Bible studies in our churches mentoring women in the word. And I, I've quoted her on this and she said it a couple times. We were doing involved in a panel discussion last year at Summit and somebody said, well, how do you how do you start a Bible study in your church? And she, her answer was, you just do it. And so it, it, this is kind of a situation and this is what you've been saying. When you hear that call, you answer that call. And really what God is looking for is availability. And once that availability is there, he provides he provides the quality and the tools that you need. So, um, okay, Mindy, is there anything else that you can think of that you'd like to share with listeners? A word of inspiration or something for those women who who are struggling with a calling, or maybe I'm I'm hoping that we do have some men that listen to our podcast. <laughs> so. What would be just some final parting words that you could leave um, involving women actually in the pastoring position, preaching position? And I'll probably put you uh, on. I, I have three kids. Um, my first son uh, is the typical old, older kid who never uh -huh. got in trouble and so on. And, and then God sends you the second child <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> our, our second son, um, he always, uh, went to the beat of a different drum and, right. uh, he still does. He's, he's 19 and he's, he's still his own guy, but I can remember, um, trying to get my kids to jump off the side of the swimming pool. Uh -huh. And my oldest child and, and my youngest child, which is a girl, um, they would literally just jump on top of your head and they would just kind of spider monkey around you and just barely have a foot in the water, you know, and it was uh -huh. all said and done. 
Um, and, uh, but they jumped, you know, mm-hmm. and so we, we worked up, um, more to the swimming part, but my middle son, um, he, uh, he had no fear and I can remember him just being little bitty and he would just run and jump and he would go in a complete opposite angle of oh. us, um, <laughs> as if he could swim. But he absolutely could not. And um, me as a parent uh, and my husband, we would grab him real quick, you know, before he drowned. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes I look at ministry like that, uh, whether whether we uh, jump and we're just kind of like that spider monkey and and uh, just scared to death and. Um, or if we're the person who just leaps off the side and, uh, no matter what our parents going to catch us. Mm -hmm. And the, the whole fact of the matter is, is that you just have to be obedient. Um, you can't dream up what you think your ministry is going to be like, because God has better plans than what you can imagine. Right. You can, you can even think of, and, um, I, I can just see that now and I'm excited what God has planned for me in my future. Um, I have no idea, you know, where I'm headed. I don't know if I'm going to continue doing uh, shepherding or uh, what, what his path is for me, but I know whatever it is, it'll be good. And so um, no matter how many people um, he puts in front of me or uh, what age group or what gender, Um, I'm doing that every day. Yes. And, uh, being obedient. Um, I learned from a very early age to study, um, very deep, uh, into scripture as if I were preaching to a thousand people. Uh And, um, some of those youth nights are for kids, right? you know, and, and I had studied like, uh, there were, a thousand. And, and so, um, I've grown greatly in doing that in scripture or, you know, studying deeper in scripture and, and kind of knowing things, but my, my big advice to man or woman, and mm-hmm. no matter what the calling is, is to just take the leap and your father's going to catch you. Yes. Um, he might correct your direction sometimes, mm-hmm. Um, it certainly is probably not going to be the path that you would have chosen. Right. But, um, it's better. Um, and, and just like the quote earlier, um, if you don't do what God is asking you to, the cost is going to be so much greater. And I I don't want to get at the end of my life and look back in regret of, I was too scared to do something. Um, I walk scared every day, every message I ever preach. Um, I am just terrified, Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, God is always there for me and, and he catches me no matter what direction I'm jumping. Right. Um, when you were talking about preaching, preparing, like you're going to speak to a thousand or four, um, I just have been really, God has been impressing on me about influence and that we all have an influence on someone. I just completed a book, and one of the quotes in the book was, don't worry about how many, worry about how deep. And, yes. Uh, and I think sometimes we do. I do. I get caught up in, you know, that's 
that's one way that we have, I guess, to gauge success. You know, I, we have an event. Oh, I'm hoping for a hundred and only fifty show up. But that's this premise of this was that we all cast a shadow, and you know, don't don't worry about how many. Worry about how deep you go with the ones that God has sent to you, because any event, any service, the ones that He wants to be there are there. He's handpicked them. So that is very true. Yes. Well, Mindy, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I'm enjoy visiting with you about calling. And so I want to thank you for what you do, for serving on the board, for serving like you do, and and being so involved in ministry and having such an evangelistic heart. So I appreciate that. On our next episode, I'll be having a conversation with Robin Lowry. Robin is a missionary right now, one of our General Baptist missionaries in Faith Home. And so you won't want to miss that episode. That will be the final episode of this semester. And some some bonus sessions. So if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you'll be using. We'd also appreciate if you would leave us a review and that helps us know how we're doing and helps other people find us. So thank you for joining us today and we look forward to visiting with you on the next episode of We Can. <music>